Hello everyone, welcome to episode 13 of the Business As Usual podcast. We are back with another news podcast after a little bit of a brief hiatus due to half term. We also, just before half term, did a special edition, which was a focus on the entertainment industry, which you can find on YouTube or on any of the podcast platforms. You can find all of those at anchor.fm forward slash business as usual podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at business as usual underscore because business as usual is taken. And you can find myself and Mike on Twitter at mine is at Mr. J Goodrich and Mike's is at Mr. M Sawyer. We've got three stories for you that we're going to go into a little bit of depth on. And then we've got three other stories for you to research over the next few days. Um, these stories are a little bit, well, one of them in particular is a little bit different to the sort of traditional news stories you'd find in the business world. So Mike, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, why not? We'll, get, we'll start with the strangest one, I thought. Um, so we start with Joe Lyser, uh, a fairly well-known comedian, has decided to try and take a stand against Hugo Boss, the the fashion, fashion brand, um, who are trying to stop a Swansea-based brewery called Boss Brewing, uh, trying to stop them from being able to sell their their products, their beer, using the Boss brand. So they're taking them to court at the moment, and they're having to pay huge costs uh, to try and defend themselves against Hugo Boss. And Joe Lyas has essentially taken a stand on social media, and to take that stand to become viral, has changed his name by deed poll to Hugo Boss which obviously Hugo Boss are not taking very well. Um, so this is this has blown up on social media. It's made it onto the, the BBC uh, news uh, this morning. Um, and every it's really channel. just... Well, every news channel, but yeah, BBC News is where I saw it. Um, and it's um, really gained a lot of traction. It's, um, it's an unusual one, isn't it? I mean, first of all, Hugo Boss are... are sort of to target a lot of small businesses over the use of the word boss. And I think that's, it's an interesting thought about trademarks because a lot of big businesses, you know, they make, they build these massive brands and they have these logos and, and these names that are really, really important to them and their identity. And, but to, but to be able to trademark the word boss, like it's, it's all, it's unusual that like, it's strange that that should be allowed, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, I could agree if they had it trademarked that it couldn't be used on, say, clothing. Yeah, I'd say that'd be fair. Textiles or something like that. Yeah, but not but on a brewery. beer. Yeah. Not on a beer. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no kind of, there's no way they're trying to say that this is Hugo Boss beer, are they? To try and get an advantage in the market as for but, brand. Yeah, exactly. Like that. It's, it's the word boss, and which, which is like, I have a boss. You have a boss. It's just like a, it's a. It's just a term, isn't it? It's a general term. Yeah. It reminds me, well, I was doing a little bit of reading about this and I was looking for other precedents where like, people have tried to um, trademark things. And LeBron James, one of the most famous athletes in the world, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, he um, went viral a few months ago for this thing called Taco Tuesday where basically he, would just, he was just having tacos on a Tuesday with his family. And he did this thing on Instagram where he'd post these videos of him and his family like singing Taco Tuesday, like singing a song about Taco Tuesday. And he went to trademark it and it was denied because they said it was a commonplace phrase. Now, I say the word boss significantly more than I say Taco Tuesday. So how come, like, how come <laughs> the word boss is allowed to be trained? I just don't understand. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's almost as ridiculous as a grown man changing his name to Hugo Boss. Um, that is like, definitely ridiculous, but all in a good cause, apparently. Yeah, no, but no doubt. But like, 
he's going to have to change his passport, his driver's license. Um, it's it's a long way to go. I guess it's great publicity for the guy, but like, it's quite yeah. I mean, extreme. he's had replies, hasn't he? Where some other people have said, "Now it's available. I'm changing my name to Joe Lysett so I can sell yeah. more tickets to my show," um, which was which was quite funny. Yeah. Maybe if we change our name to Tutu to you, we might get more views. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. I love that. Um, anyway, so that's one celebrity news story. The second news story involving a celebrity is one involving George Clooney. So in this one, given that our target audience is 16 to 19 year olds, um, if their mums are listening, they might get a bit more on this story. Uh, George I'll Clooney. They're nans, to be fair. Yeah, perhaps. George Clooney, you might know from um, adverts, is one of the brand ambassadors for Nespresso, so the coffee firm. And the coffee industry, if you're doing Theme 4 at Excel at the moment, or if you've done anything on ethics, you might have looked at a little bit about the the coffee industry, and there's a lot of ethical issues around you know, exploitation of labor and, and so on. And George Clooney, as I said, the brand ambassador for Nespresso, you'll have seen him in all the adverts, usually at the cinema. You quite often see Nespresso adverts in front um, before films. Um, they have been, um, it, it's effectively been discovered that there's been child labour used on farms, used by this, this coffee giant. And he's really, you know, it has a huge impact on his brand as well as the company's brand. And he actually worked, he worked on a tobacco farm when he was young, and so he's quite aware. He says he's aware of the complex issues regarding farming and child labour. But um, it's something that a Nespresso are going to have to make a pretty quick stand against. And obviously, they're doing that by putting out a statement. They've said they've got zero tolerance of child labour. They've said it's unacceptable. Um, but it's not the first time a business in this, this industry has been sort of accused of this, is it? No, I mean this isn't a coffee market industry issue, is it? This is a, this is just a whole, you know, food, drink, you know, clothing. This isn't every single industry. Well, not every single industry, but many industries you can think of where a price essentially is one of the main differentiators, isn't it, in the mass market? So that's where they are trying to gain their gain their USP, their advantage, um, taking advantage of child labor either knowingly or you know tacitly um to to get the lowest cost so they can then pass it on to the consumer uh we've seen it with nike seen it with primark and and now it's oh, nespresso's yeah. turn yeah it's anywhere where i mean and if you if you've looked at globalization in your lessons you'll have looked at emerging economies versus developed economies and in these emerging economies where wage rates and labor costs are really really low this is it's one of the primary reasons that business is set up there and they do it because they can take advantage of lower labor costs, which then leads to lower unit costs and therefore higher profit margins or the ability to set a lower price. And so mm-hmm. it's happened in tons of industries. And But the coffee industry has, you know, it's been quite at the, at the forefront of this. Um, Nespresso has coffee farms in Costa Rica, Ethiopia, Uganda, loads of other African nations. And um, one thing that I thought was quite interesting is the report they admitted that the coffee suppliers are given a day or two days advance notice when spot checks take place. Now, if I was working, if I was managing one of these coffee farms that was using child labor and I was given notice that in two days time, there was going to be a spot check. I would just make sure that the children weren't there. Like that is, that is a shocking aspersion to be making. Like that's what they're doing, isn't it? And (laughs) it's just, if you're going to actually monitor this stuff, just turn up and see what's going on. Don't give them two days notice and give them like 
three days to make sure everything it's like when it's like it's like Ofsted isn't it when you send your, your poor teachers on a training course when they're coming in the next day <laughs> yeah that's not happened to me <laughs> but um, I'm sure it happens so yeah another just another example especially when talking about ethics especially when talking about big um, developing economies there's loads of different ways that this can link to um, to the specifications that you're studying Right, yes. <clears throat> so finally, third story. So we've got, I know we've talked about the streaming industry a lot, but I think it's worth continuing with it coming up on, well, likely to come up on paper free. So we've got another contender coming into the market. So we've got a company called DAZN who have been really well known for doing um, boxing, streaming, etc. And they like to dub themselves as the Netflix of sport. So they are going to be hitting our screens quite possibly very soon. They are looking to do battle with the likes of BT Sport, Sky, Amazon, because they had their little dabble in the simulcast of 20 matches earlier in, early in the year. Um, so they are going to try and grab a piece of market share, but specifically in the sports um, streaming market. So they're using the whole market segmentation of targeting um, sports fans, so a behavioral kind of group. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they manage that it's becoming a much more saturated market but they've come out and said that they don't have the war chest probably to do battle with the likes of bt sport and sky on a level playing field so i imagine it'll be more along the lines of how amazon have have dipped their toe into the market getting a few a few sort of rounds of football fixtures and stuff like that yeah um the zone are actually London-based, but most of their work so far has been done in the USA. So they had a big sponsorship of, and they promoted Anthony Joshua's fight in America, um, the fight that he had last year, I think it was last year. And yeah. even though they're a London-based company, they've been quite prominent. They've done loads of marketing over in America on those boxing fights. And now they're starting to expand. I think they're going into 200 countries over the next few months. I think in the UK, it's potentially going to be launching in May. And it just goes to show, you know, we've talked about this market a lot because it is one of the markets that has having the biggest change at the moment, you know, with all of these competitors joining. And you think about Portus Five Forces, which we mentioned in the YouTube video that we did on the entertainment industry. Portus Five Forces, one of the key forces in this market was the threat of new entrants. And here we go again with a new business coming into this market, seeing the opportunity to potentially grab some of the land in the streaming market before these businesses like Amazon and Netflix become sort of unattainable and un unassailable, really. So there, it'll be interesting to see what they actually do. They've got Champions League football in Germany already. Um, right, okay. so they, they might look to get that in the UK as well um, yeah it's, so they've got a stake in Spotify this is a company that you know has a lot of money maybe quite not not quite as much as Sky and BT maybe not the billions to be able to just pay it all for the Premier League football but certainly another competitor yeah Ukrainian tycoons aren't they um, that own own the company so they've got some billions but still not to the level of of your Amazon and your and your Netflix, but then again, they're not doing battle with them. I'd imagine Netflix. If I, if I were Netflix, I'd be staying firmly out of sports streaming. If I were them, they don't seem to be interested in that. Besides which, you know, the amount of money that they're spending on their originals, don't know if they've quite got the spare cash to to go and buy all of that. Uh, okay, talking so of streaming, are... talking of streaming, have you seen the whole controversy around that new Amazon show? The the hunters one the Nazi hunters one. Oh, I've seen an advert for it though. 
yeah, apparently they sensationalized uh, part of it um, in the first episode. I won't say how they did it because spoilers, etc. If you're going to watch it, but they sensationalized part of history apparently to make the Nazis, as if you needed to, seem even worse than they even were. Um, so that's got a lot of flack, and you know they're getting a lot of um, stick for that. So, but it's, I mean, it's still getting great ratings. I think since that new story came out and it went over social media, they've seen even more people streaming. So, you know, the whole idea of viral marketing is working in their favor again. Almost as if they planned it. Uh, Okay, so those three stories to have a look at in a bit of depth if you want to find out a little bit more on those. We've got three other stories for you to have a brief look at. So UK supermarkets are preparing to stockpile in wake of the threat of the coronavirus getting even worse. We've talked about that quite a lot already. I called it. Yeah, you called it. There's a boss who's put everyone on 70K. Uh, Not my boss, sadly. And Lush have offered everyone free hand washes. So three little stories you can have a little bit of research on as well if you're looking to find out some more about business. As we mentioned at the top, if you want to find out a little bit more about the entertainment industry, hit us up on YouTube, search Business as Usual Podcast. You'll find a nearly, I think it was like 55 minute long, detailed analysis of that market, which has got some good reviews so far. and subscribe because every Friday or it's a, once a week at least, this is this one's not going to be a Friday, but usually it's a Friday, we will be posting a news roundup of the business as usual podcast. We're also going to be putting on some exam technique videos in the coming weeks. So keep an eye out for those as well. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always.